0: Good more evening, good whatever it is, folks. Good times, Mike. I guess that'll work. Let me just say that my latest adventure in the Rift has spawned a bounty of candy wealth unseen since the Halloweens of my youth. Oh, and I got Esmeralda's fragment here.
1: That brings the total fragments retrieved to two (laughs) hundred and thirty.
0: Not bad for two months' work. Well done, Michael. Thank you, thank you. So, Ashley, how many fragments are left?
1: Approximately two point five (sighs) trillion.
0: Okay. Well, um... Perhaps you'd like to sample the spoils of my Halloween
2: haul, Doctor. What's this, then? Some corporate-branded bite-sized conglomeration of guar gum
0: and red number five, I gather? I'm going to put these through the particle scanner. I beat my personal best of ten pounds of candy. This last rift jump proved to be very trick-or-treat friendly. No one around. Just empty neighborhoods of unoccupied houses with bags of candy on every porch. I also found this cool 80s van with the keys still in it, hopped in, and just went to town.
1: Congratulations, Mike.
0: Thanks, Ashley. Hmm. No doubt the
2: jubilant rush immediately following the arrival of your most recent personal triumph muffled the most
0: obvious of questions. What what do you mean? Where the people were? Long gone, most likely. But the candy. I knew I could save the candy. Care to share the results of the scan, Ashley?
1: A compressed oxygen and carbon-based substance consisting of water, proteins, lipids appetite, complex carbohydrates, and a heady mixture of dissolved inorganic ions. Well,
3: I could have told you that. People, Michael.
2: You were about to eat people. Gah! What? Are they alive?
1: Negative. It would appear that the Hadron effect in that particular location had a somewhat different resultant set of quantum mutations.
0: Moral dilemma averted, then. Jeez, I think I would have preferred razor blades or pins in my mounds bars.
1: Don't be silly, Mike. Everyone knows that was just mass hysteria. Like the Salem Witch Trials in the Segway.
0: What's on the agenda, Professor? Precisely
2: nothing, it would seem. Fifty-seven million timelines and nothing's on. I would have previously
0: thought this statistically impossible, but here I sit... That can't be true. Brokenhearted. You should give your eyes a rest. Uh, and your potential poetry debut. Maybe let that one cook for a while. Uh, what are you hoping to find, anyway, with this?
2: This marvelous device is a rift diatrilator, a sort of decoder for the multifaceted nature of the dimensional rift that has torn countless realities asunder. Not unlike Chatroulette. You see, Michael, to the untrained eye, this densely complicated visual code most likely appears to be nothing more than just that. Random code written in a long-forgotten language of probable alien origin.
0: That sort of looks like the Eiffel Tower to me. Over
2: the years, I have stared endlessly into the static, interpreting,
0: translating... That's probably the moon on fire. ...and
2: eventually seeing it for what it really was.
0: And that is definitely a herd of cattle with baseball caps in their heads. Well, it would seem that you too
2: are gifted with the sight, although I more recently see it as somewhat of a curse.
0: Can I browse through for a while? By all means. There's some sort of acrobat marathon. This looks like a bunch of zombies in a supermarket. Yes, yes. Typical rift fair. Volcano eruption, rioting. Oh, there's a cat with glasses. Far too much of that. Whoa! What have we here? The horror! Quickly, Michael! Do not gaze upon such an abomination!
2: My eyes be damned!
0: Well, that reaction wasn't expected. Are we both looking at the same thing? I
2: fear that, should you continue on this fool's course, that only madness lie ahead for you! uh, This creature is an indescribable monstrosity!
0: I wouldn't say that it was indescribable.
2: Of course it is! The focus of all that is pure evil in unbound space and time! How could one describe such a thing... A thing that should not be!
0: Well, I guess I'd start by saying that he's like a 300-foot, bulbous winged humanoid creature with a squid-like head. Hundreds of tentacles protruding from where the mouth would normally be. Looks like he's got a bunch of tentacles on his back. He's covered in ooze. I would say there's definitely an ocean theme going
2: on. Spare yourself, Michael! Your mind must be moments from death!
0: Massive, clawed hands... He's got a tunic or remnants of a tunic, which really isn't. That's not doing <laughs> I mean, It's it's okay. Relax. It's just a code, right? Just a viewer? This thing's best attribute? He can't see us at all. Okay, he's looking at us. Oh, that was fun while it lasted. In the year 2008, in a secret
2: underground lab beneath the Large Hadron Collider, Dr. Oppenheimer Valdini was experimenting with a way to weaponize the so-called Hadron Effect and create the most destructive force ever known to mankind. A freak accident caused the Hadron weapon to misfire, tearing a rift in the fabric of space-time, remaking our world and the parallel timelines of the multiverse into an infinite succession of horrors. Mike Wilkinson, IT guy by day and indie filmmaker by night, was snatched from his world and thrust into a terrifying dimension of madness and pseudoscience. Now, Oppenheimer and Mike roam the multiverse, chronicling the end of all that is, desperately trying to find a way to heal the rift and restore order to the timelines, the only way they know how, by hosting a podcast. Hadron Gospel Hour. Written by Michael McQuilkin and Richard Wettler. Starring Richard Wettler, Michael McQuilkin, Lisa McQuilkin, Michael Atkinson, and Wendy McClain. With special guest star, John Michael Ford.
1: Structural damage. The bunker will
0: be compromised shortly. So this is like a panic room, right? The safest part of the ship, uh, base? Uh, what is this thing we're in again? No, no. Nothing like that. I just needed a chance to gather my thoughts, figure
2: out the best course of action and preserve the integrity of the bunker. Let me see if I can find the light.
0: Okay, this is a closet. Well, it's more of a storage alcove, actually, with a door. Let's see. Shoes, tie rack, hanging jackets here next to my face. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with closet. Michael, please! I need to think. Well, doesn't this vessel have any sort of defense mechanisms? Electrify the hull or something? Of course! Defense mechanisms! Brilliant, Michael! Hey, that's what I'm here for, apparently. Ashley!
2: Ashley! Yes, Professor? Engage any and all bunker defense mechanisms immediately! Ashley?
0: This building house has defense mechanisms, right?
2: Of course it does. Though I've never had the need to use them prior. Ashley is an advanced AI bunker control entity capable of handling billions of commands simultaneously...
1: Ashley! Thank you for using the light edition of Automated Servitor Heuristic to unlock (sighs) advanced features such as exporting automated servitor heuristic to popular formats, defense capabilities, and being able to listen to automated servitor heuristic on your portable devices, please visit the Umbra Digital website at <sighs> http.
0: You still haven't upgraded? How many weeks has it been since Crystalos? Or that kerfuffle on Meatlantis? Didn't we talk about this? Well then, Michael, let's
2: not argue on the merits of frugality at a time Merits of day- frugality? Do you have any idea how much a custom artificial intelligence like Ashley costs, Michael? I could barely afford the light edition. Oh. And furthermore, I certainly wasn't going to start with an experimental AI prototype without some intense bench testing. Well, I look forward to reading that report. Oh, no, wait. Wait a minute. I I won't be able to read anything. I'm about to die. Now, now. Let's rectify this immediately. they provided a link to their website. We can upgrade right now and be done with it. To the server room.
4: Jesus,
0: I've never seen it so red-lit and and smoke-filled.
4: Oh, hey, guys. Kind of noisy all of a sudden. Anything I can help with? Yes, excellent. Anything I can help with.
0: Serious. Hi, Cyrus. Uh, we've got a bit of a problem that we need to rectify in the server room, so... Mike.
4: Mike, I understand. You've got your priorities right now. I get it. You don't need to take time out of your busy schedule to set my mind at ease. That's on me. I shouldn't be putting that on you. Uh, good.
0: good. That's great, Cyrus. I appreciate it.
4: Stuck in a wall or not, I understand how difficult it can be dealing with what life throws at you. Great. I used to fret about being late for things. The hustle and bustle of life in the city? I'd ask myself, am I doing enough? Have I maximized my potential? Did I tell everyone that needed to hear it that I love them?
1: How breached. Alien entity has morphed its shape and entered the bunker. Cyrus,
4: I'd be in a supermarket, just doing a thing everyone has to do, but I'd be thinking about the 50 other places I should be at the same moment. Multitask, multitask. Never appreciate I know exactly it. what you're saying. Let's continue this at a later... Of leader. course, I don't have any of those conflicts now. Fused to the wall. Hopelessly immobile. Okay, that's my cue. Later on, Cyrus. Look, man, trust me. I get it. Godspeed. I envy you in a way.
2: Took you long enough, Michael. I told you about that man in the hall. Quite the talker. Can't give him a minute or you'll be there all day. Anyway, come here. This terminal should do the job. And here's the link. And here yeah, we are loading and... Hmm. Strange minimalistic design on their homepage. Can't seem to locate the purchase.
0: That says 404 page not found. Is there even such a thing as the internet out here? Uh, Apparently not.
2: Hmm. Interesting. It's been said that the internet could survive a nuclear war, what with all its redundant routes, mesh digital and analog conduits, but a single pulse from the Hadron cannon seems to have put it on ice. Looks like the multiverse wasn't the only casualty of the grim flame of my genius.
0: (coughs) Professor, I'm as big a fan of irony and hubris as the next guy, but... uh... I'm going to try to reset Ashley and get her back online at least. Let's see. um, Ah, there we go.
1: Ashley? I am here, Professor. Would you like me to further research the merits of frugality for you?
2: I see. Your programmers hobbled the defensive capabilities in their light edition, but had the foresight to make sure the sarcastic humor component was fully functional. What I wouldn't give to shake their sweaty little hands right at this...
4: Hey, fellas? Yeah? There's a guy here in the hallway with me.
2: Oh, Oh, yeah?
4: Yeah. He's just sort of glaring at me.
2: Cyrus! Try not to make eye contact.
0: Yeah, you don't want to be rude. We need to get out of here and, uh, I don't know, escape to the rift. Every cell in my body (laughs) seems to burn with the knowledge that we cannot escape this entity's whim.
4: Hey, guys?
2: Yeah? Yeah?
4: He's done talking.
2: Ashley, activate all bunker screens and play the tapes.
1: Rewinding. No way. To
2: hell with that, Ashley. Play it now.
1: Tape rewound. Playing.
5: Everything in order, then?
0: It would appear so.
5: I trust Mrs. Shropshire was helpful in getting your arrangements completed this morning.
0: That she was. Blended. Her uncanny heart and candid nature are somewhat unexpected in these ghastly times, though no less ah, I it.
5: I long for the in days. As do I. I'll be sure to deliver your kind words. See to it that you do. Of course. My word is as good as my bond. Lovely. And so it has come to pass. Victoria. I'm afraid so.
0: Damn. Indeed. And Emma as well, I presume. Alas.
5: I hear tell of delays on the roads to Derbyton. You'd do well to seek an alternate route.
0: One might suggest you do the same, perhaps. Less Derbyton and more so the geography of the human soul. A penny for your fault. You can keep your beleaguered charity. Monstrous cad! Well, then, I suppose I'll be off. Will you? Won't I? Would
5: it surprise you were I to say you would? My
0: word is as good as... I hear
5: tell of candlelit whispers in the night to the contrary. Fiend! Listen here, old boy, I dare say. You don't. No, look here. Look here now! Do I detect a hint of resentment in your tone? Your senses do not fail you. You are Percy Clavinook of Torpenville Hallow, are you not? heavens, no. The name is Clancy Havenpush of Hyperpudding Vale. Sir, you must forgive me for this. My most grievous of errors. How thoughtless of me. Never have I known the depths of such shame. Were I in the possession of a sword, I would surely fall upon it with quickness.
0: Uh, think nothing of it, noble innskeep. Oh, I... I don't work here. On
5: the next tepid
0: fall to Derby to gallow.
1: You frightful cow.
4: (laughs) Hey, Gary, you see that game last night? Uh, Which one?
0: Seriously, the big one World Series. Oh, that. What I don't understand is, how can they call it the World Series if only one country? Hmm, never really
4: thought of that. Hell
0: of a game, though. Uh, How
4: come? Did they use something besides bats this time? No, but... Hey, that reminds me of a joke. This guy goes to the doctor and says... Doctor? Is he okay? Well, he's... Let me just... Recent trauma or some ongoing issue? It's ongoing, I guess. So He says, doctor, I think my wife's cheating on... He's telling this to a general practitioner. Bad move. He should really be seeing a licensed
0: therapist. Sure, but he's just... Preferably one with a focus on marriage counseling and or couples therapy. Anyways, the doctor says, what makes you say that? So the guy... Whoa, whoa, what makes you say that? What kind of professional response is that? This doctor is suspect. Suspect?
4: Of what? He
0: just walked in. No bedside manner, no hello sir or madam. Right to the deflective question to an obviously sensitive subject. That's grounds for a complaint to the board. Yeah, but... Or at least throw something up on Yelp. Okay, let's switch gears. How about...
4: Okay, knock-knock. Uh, who's there? Your parole officer. Gary, wait!
3: Do you often find yourself to be the only one at a table not laughing at a joke or humorous anecdote? you often use the phrases, I don't get it, or it's just not my thing? Are you compelled to type these statements in online comment sections? Have you ever lost a friendship by uttering the phrase, look, I get it, I just don't think it's funny? Hello, I'm Hume Vanguard, and I'd like to talk to you about the Literal Institute. Every day, millions of Americans slog through their day with an acute non-awareness of sarcasm, satire, and dry wit. Some severe cases live their lives with no concept of irony whatsoever. The Literal Institute can help. We'll start you off with an intense introduction to the foundations of humor, trained by a team of professional instructors, all currently active college comics
4: so my boss shoes me out for being 15 minutes late last week i could tell he was having a bad day so i didn't tell him i was sleeping with his wife just kidding
0: <laughs> oh man i hate waiting in lines anyone know what i'm talking about lines are the worst sometimes i just want to get to the back of the line scream he's got a gun at the top of my lungs and watch the cattle disperse I would, of course, never actually do such a thing. I'm just entertaining the fantasy of it to illustrate the level of disconnectedness and frustration I've endured. (laughs) Also, I don't think people are the same as cows.
3: It doesn't matter if you don't know your coward from your Howard. After our program, you'll be out there trading barbs with the best of them. So the
4: doctor says, I'm sorry, Mr. Falcon, You have cancer and Alzheimer's. After a long pause, Mr. Falcon replies, well, at least I don't have cancer...
0: Jesus, what a terrible effect. What's
4: that? I mean... (laughs) Ha ha ha!
0: Hilarious! That was a hilarious joke! Told ya! Knock knock. Who's there? Comic lucidity. Thanks, Literal Institute.
3: Call today. Literally.
0: Good call on those tapes.
2: Yes, it certainly afforded us the opportunity to abscond from the server room undetected. I feel much safer in this... Doored storage alcove. Mm, Yes, but I fear that the word safe can no longer be used to describe our collective futures, or lack thereof. We may have run out of options, Michael. I've been running calculations and possible scenarios for the past hour, and I feel like I'm just staring at a blank chalkboard, dark and foreboding to the psyche. Maybe with just the teacher's name towards the right. Mr. Oppenheimer. Small suggested
0: summer reading list below. Just try to relax, Professor. We've bought some time. You may get an eraser or two chucked at the back of your head just yet. It's funny you mentioned school, though. If I were the person I was as a kid, I'd probably be praying my ass off right now. Michael,
2: as you know, I am a man of science. However, I am unwilling to leave any stone unturned in our quest for survival. Tell me more of this... praying. You've never heard of it? No, but color me curious as a cat. Lay it on me, my formerly God-fearing friend. Okay,
0: well... First, I suppose you'd have to kind of pick a god to pray to interesting there's more than one then well uh, it depends on
2: well there's different pantheons and which is the most powerful I suppose would be the next obvious
0: query well uh, they're all supposed to be you know sort of all powerful in a way come now
2: there must be some sort of data collected on these gods that would allow us to logically rate them on a power scale. <laughs> Ashley, search your databases for all references to the various pantheons in history.
1: Shall I filter out those that exist only in fiction? That's a loaded question.
2: No, gather all the data, please.
1: Computing. Completed.
2: Now, parson and arrange the data, ranking them based on direct involvement with the mortal world and conflict resolution. Completed. That was
1: fast. Thank you, Mike.
2: Which pantheons are at the top?
1: There is one clear frontrunner.
2: Really? Which one?
1: The Norse mythology.
2: That makes sense.
0: Okay. What's next? What would the pure naive child like Michael do? Well, after pissing himself, he'd as humbly as possible invoke the favor of the gods through a heartfelt plea. Curious. Mm. Not exactly my strong suit, but well,
2: here goes nothing. Not a good start. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> and not sure what that's all about.
2: Lords of the Norse sky, hear me. Your most humble and notably gifted skeptic. I call upon thee to aid us, if able and existent, in this our most dire hour of need. I am a man of science. Previously, the idea of direct communication with you would be met with scoff and disdain. But today, before you is a desperate man. A man defeated. A man that sees a universe without him in it. And I weep for not only that incredible man but for that universe such potential for change and advancement squandered on the whimsical mechanics of chaos an agent of that chaos threatens that potential and I ask I pray that you in your probable but not verified wisdom and grace send a capable agent of hope in this our darkest hour sincerely Dr. Francis Oppenheimer
0: Valdini well that was something
2: Well, clearly a failed experiment. We're doomed.
0: Professor, we've only just started. There's got to be something. There are so many things we're going to do. To see.
2: Yes, yes, there were. My beloved Esmeralda, only 2.5 trillion fragments away from reconstitution. The rift so close to being healed, but alas. Michael, I know it to be the foolish notion of a hopeless man to ask, but I would... I, I would ask that you... Please forgive.
6: We meet again, Bob. You. How did you find me? Let's just say that a bad penny, by any other name, is still a bad penny, old scratch. Or shall I refer to thee as the Deceiver? Oh, (laughs) How about Belial, Panzuzu, Araman, Apollyon, Beelzebub, Shaitan, Abaddon? Ah, and your name that hangs on my tongue like a bolus of foul sputum that
2: can never be expelled. Thor, God of Thunder, Asabrag, Torin, the Intercessor, the Archangel Triton, the Metal Avenger, Vethorn, Super President, the Rock Warrior.
6: Your many names mask the same snake. Asmodeus, or perhaps better known in these realms as Baphomet, Leviathan, Cthulhu, the indescribable one.
0: Eh, pretty describable. Hey, how long do you think this part will go on? Hard to say. And clearly, these two have a history. I'm going to go see if I can hurry this along. Yes. Do you think that wise, Michael? Nope. <clears throat>
2: hey, hey, guys. Sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yes, uh, forgive our intrusion. Who
0: <laughs> I just wanted to take this opportunity to say that, uh, and I think I can speak for both of us. Of course. I just wanted to say that we are impressed beyond belief at the amount of monikers you both have managed to amass over the years. Most impressive. Most impressive. And, well... Just as a personal aside, and only because you folks may not know this, but I've slogged through life so far with just one name, a fairly common one at that, and the professor here... Well, truth be told, I have
2: quite a few myself, but that list pales in comparison to the inordinate amount of influence you both must
6: possess in order to have earned such a cornucopia of titles. Your reverence is well-received, mortals. It warms the heart of Thor. A heart buried deep beneath the Eldric armor and layers upon layers of equally impenetrable muscle.
0: Well, we couldn't just stay in the next room with all this going on and remain silent. We were compelled to say something.
6: And what say you, serpent of old? Wordless in the face of such exalted praise, foul betrayer? Tis rude of you.
2: Insolence! Gentlemen, gentlemen, please...
0: Although most appreciated, we are not fishing for reciprocal compliments here. And we're certainly not interested in complicating what is clearly an extended period of unresolved conflict between the two of you. It's been a while, hasn't it? Eons.
2: Eons? That's barely even a measurement of recognized time. Both Michael and I have had a rough road over these last few years, but eons? That cannot be easy.
6: Eons. Aye, perhaps before time itself. Battle after battle. So much lost
0: in the fog of it. Okay, well, we've said our piece. Uh, hopefully we presented ourselves as a safe place for you to, you know, unload some of that burden, even for a little while. Perhaps even shed some light on some past transgressions to let the steam out a
2: bit.
6: There you go, old scratch. You relish the destructive display of evaporation.
0: This is true. See? We understand you. We understand. What brought
6: you here to this this- Interdimensional bunker. It's a lot like a spaceship building. Yes. What brought you to this spaceship building? This mindless prattle has clouded your minds, fools. Is it not obvious?
0: Hey, we wouldn't have asked if we didn't want to hear what you have to say.
6: I What is your purpose here, my oldest of adversaries? I am here to consume the souls of these
2: mortals. These two chatty-cathies. And I intended to do so regardless of the temporary sympathy plateau we've cultivated. But now I can see that you have duped me again. That these two are but shadows. No humans could be so vapid, so touchy-feely. Well played, God of Thunder.
6: Actually, foul one, they're real. Really? <sighs> hmm. uh,
0: full disclosure, our intervention here this evening is dual-purposed. The first has already been accomplished. And thanks for sharing your honesty with us. It it goes a long way, even if it doesn't seem so right at this moment. And what is the second purpose of your pitiful intentions?
6: Distraction.
1: Ashley! Deploying liquid nitrogen jets.
6: (laughs) Nicely done, (laughs) mortals. Now it is time for me to do what I do best. Let's tune our weapons.
4: Mother of
2: invention! This is quite a sight! It appears that Thor has transformed into a shirtless titan.
0: A radically different appearance, but no less imposing. No doubt about that, Professor. And look, the creature is transformed as well. Yes, and what a hideous sight. Curious design to choose in this particular instance. Yeah, sort of a stick-thin nightmare with elongated proportions. Almost insectoid in form and structure. Pained movement. Limited articulation. Not sure if he even has legs just kind of bobbing back and
1: forth. attend me!
0: Curious choice indeed. And what's this? He summoned a bunch of small starfish-looking things. Kind of look like hand puppets.
2: Now, Michael, why would a creature possessed with this kind of immense power conjure a series of benign children's toys? For the sake of comic relief? Trust me, these are dangerous entities, even though we can't see their legs either. Yeah, they seem ambulatory. Whoa,
0: look out. One of them has a switchblade. My god, and that one is smoking. Oh, crap. These non-puppet things just flew through the air and stuck to Thor's chest. He's having quite a struggle with them. It almost looks as though he's intentionally holding them against himself. That's just crazy talk, Professor. Should
6: we help? Stay back, mortals. I will prevail. These minions of the underworld are as deadly as they appear.
1: So,
2: not that deadly? Look, he's destroyed the minions. Now he's locked in combat with the creature itself. Like a
0: strange, in-air, double arm wrestling competition. Awesome indeed, Michael. Perhaps
2: awesome incarnate.
6: It is done. The Fiend is gone. For now.
2: Sir, I... I don't know how to thank...
6: (laughs) You saved my bunker. You... you saved us... Ah, don't mention it, pal. Just a typical Thursday night for me. Oh, a typical, you say? Yeah. Get it? Thursday. Thor's day. The name's Thor. Oh, I see. (laughs) A bit of comedic wordplay. Yes, well...
2: I'm afraid I'm a bit myopic when it comes to any form of comedy that doesn't include sarcasm.
0: Just checked on Cyrus. He's fine. Whoa, wait a minute. I know who this is. Of course, Michael. Just because he changed back into his earth a gob doesn't mean... This is John Michael Thor. In
2: the flesh, Bob. Ah, Yes, of course. I must have been a little woozy from all the sulfur. The legendary John Michael Thor is here.
6: Welcome. Welcome! Happy to be here. And to pull your butts out of the fire. Literally. Please
2: have a seat on the couch. I think we're out of chips. Thank you so much for being here, Thor. What is your preferred method of destroying your enemies?
6: I use mind control. Everyone thinks that I would just use my muscularity and strength. But actually, I have a superior brain.
2: So you're able to get inside their heads?
6: Yes. I have a special vision where I can inspect the brain and see what they are thinking and I can be one step ahead
2: Ah, mental manipulation and mind control wonderful
6: yes manipulate them and then give them a judo chop in the neck and then I grab their arm twist it to their behind not in their behind but to the behind of the back and they're on their knees that's how I deal with them
2: John, what was the first moment that you identified with the Thunder God? Uh, what was the first moment on stage as Thor like?
6: The very first moment on stage was a very thunderous moment. I could hear the thunder and I could see the lightning. And I was being electrocuted at the time as I stepped on a live wire and on a live flash pod. So uh, that was my first uh, uh, feeling of the God of Thunder. Uh, <laughs> However, get seriously, I, I had a, just a, an incredible moment. Uh, I was trying to develop the character of Thor, and it was one of my favorite uh, mythological gods. And uh, also, I'm a big fan of Superman, and I wanted to put both together and, and uh, come up on stage and play heavy rock music, because I used to train to Led Zeppelin and Black Sabbath and all the, the heavy metal bands. Did you know that Helter Skelter... Was the very first metal song by the Beatles. But I used to train to that as well. And, uh, and then I got pumped up and I wanted to do it all on stage, meld muscle and music together.
2: What was your favorite TV show as a child?
6: Besides the adventures of Superman, it was The Lone Ranger! Ah, yes. Yeah, with Clayton Moore. Remember Clayton Moore. I
2: can see that in John Triton, a a man who comes into town to clean things up.
6: That's right, that's right. You you know all my influences and secrets.
2: And now we can watch Rock and Roll Nightmare with new eyes. (laughs) Yes. Speaking of Rock and Roll Nightmare, why why do you think that Rock and Roll Nightmare has become such a huge cult phenomenon with so many fans?
6: I absolutely have no idea. Seriously. I... (laughs) I... Um, It it, it leaves me scratching my head at times. Um, I I just think that uh, it's one of those things where, you know, John Fasano and I were two young guys. You know, we just, uh, well, he was younger than I was. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I was rocking and rolling for a while at that time and and touring all all over the world. And and we had, had done Zombie Nightmare together, and I did the soundtrack as well. And, you know, that was with Tia Carrera and Adam West the original batman uh, and th- and then we you know wanted to do this movie together and, and 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 do some other ones as well and and our idea was hey c- can we just make a movie that could get distributed you know we didn't want just a movie that our we would have in the basement where you know you know, mom and dad would watch and have the friends over uh, that sort of thing we wanted a, a movie that could get distributed and and so that's all our plan was we had no idea that it would continue on over the years to have this cult following and new new generations of fans for that matter I mean, that was unfathomable that, that well that'd be amazing so here we are in 2013 i have just you know appeared on a tour and i can't believe the fans of of uh you know this this movie and uh if i look at it i just think it's it's that story right of You know, why is the Man of Steel... Of course, bigger budget and everything. Why is the Man of Steel so popular? Why are superheroes popular? You know, Triton was a superhero, really. He was like Hercules. Uh, You know, he was, you know, sent from above to do a job on Earth, you know? Let's clean up, you know? Do a job. And and I think there were some some cool twists. And I think also the music speaks for itself. I believe the music that was written... Excuse me, but I have to take a little uh, kudos here. <laughs> but the, the, you know, I, I thought the the, the music was, was was it's good music, right? It's good rock and music, you know, for that time, and totally people still like it today. They they keep uh, going on about energy and we live to rock and all these. Uh, we accept the challenge. They stand up today. Uh, and
2: if I could add, one of the things that we find most compelling about your work rock and roll nightmare and all of your projects really is the amount of energy that you bring to it the 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 fun you seem to be having and the the passion with which you apply yourself to it uh, you are an entertainer and it's obvious that with you entertainment comes first
6: well that's why i say to the crowd uh, you know, you give me energy because the energy i get from the crowd is 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 beyond any kind of high I could get from anything else. It really is a high, and you can really feel it up there, and and it, it's something that's the, the, one of the most amazing feelings a, a human being uh, could ever have, and and it, it's it, that's why hey, why is Paul McCartney out there, uh, you know, at seventy one years old, entertaining the crowds. He loves it. I mean, they're you know, the, I mean, he's on a bigger scale, of course, you know, but you have to admire. Uh, you know the, the the guy. You know most of the guys touring right now are over sixty. You know they're all touring out there. Kiss loves it. I mean, you can't you can't escape it. You know, it, you know we live to rock.
2: Yes. So what have the crowds been like?
6: Oh, uh, you know we we had five thousand in um, in Florida. Um, we, in in Europe we had a, a crowd of twenty thousand. Um, so, so you know, it it varies in the different regions we go to. You know, I, you know, we we I have played in front of a hundred thousand, and that was at uh, a large festival in in Europe, back in the in the eighties. But you know, most of the stuff like the twenty thousand, you know, was recently.
2: It seems like there's a lot more younger fans now who seem to be getting into that classic uh, hard rock power metal sort of sound, uh, many more than perhaps. Even as recently as twenty years ago, have you noticed that? I
6: absolutely, yeah, I feel that, and it's in you know with the social network uh, and the internet, everything it's made the world smaller, and everybody joins together, and and we, and we have so many fans. that contact us from Brazil, from Japan, places you know we've never been to at, at all uh, before, but you know we have so, we found out there's so many legions of fans, um, you know, like in Germany, and of course you know we've played in Sweden and finland and all those places in england um but there's just such a big world out there a, a big universe we are warriors of the universe and we're ready to, to get out there at some point and and meet all these people uh, next year we do have plans to do some shows in new york boston washington and uh uh you know we have a new album that will be coming out uh, there's some uh uh, uh well special secrets i guess uh, that have not been revealed yet but they will be unfurled to the world uh very very soon about i will say maybe possibly a box set that'll be coming out on a on a ma- on a major label uh next year that's one and also we got out of europe a, a single that's coming out and another album so we got plenty of products are you confused already but uh yeah, <laughs> I'm confused at times. <laughs> it's a good kind of confusion. Yeah.
2: Where can the denizens of the various timelines go to find out more about your current projects? Yeah, yeah.
6: thorcentral.com, metalavengers.com, uh, which is out of Europe. So we got the uh, North American uh, headquarters and the European headquarters and of course uh, the Facebook John uh, John Michael Thor on Facebook. You know, you can get uh, updates uh, on there.
2: Now, I have two more questions for you, John. You've been a champion bodybuilder, a rock star, a filmmaker, actor, writer, and an entrepreneur with your throwback classic NHL jerseys. You've even been in comic books, uh, including that new Retro Tales comic. Is there anything that you've not yet attempted or accomplished but would like to?
6: Oh, I'd, I'd like to have a, a great golf game or uh, under 300 bowling. <laughs> you know, there's, a, <laughs> yeah, there's a few things there, you know, but... <laughs> We need to
2: bowl next time you come to the bunker. Right, Michael?
6: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Excellent. I I like to, you know, like I said, you know, I like to get a really good, I like to get the perfect game.
2: Yes, of course, as do we. That would be great. One more question for you, John. What would you consider to be the most important lesson that you've learned in your time here amongst us mortals?
6: I would say to, to be humble. You know, to appreciate What you have, appreciate life, appreciate the scenery. Do not be an egomaniac. I've dealt with many egomaniacs out there, and at times I may portray one here and there. But really, I'm I'm pretty humble guy because I've learned to be humble. You know, it's like uh, you you gotta you know enjoy life to its max and and uh, appreciate nature, etc., etc. And there's a you know you can work yourself to death pretty much and just be focused on one thing Uh, for example music you know some guys are just hey I just want to write the next hit record or I just want but you know what there's other things out there that are wonderful like bowling (laughs) right of course so enjoy
2: John Michael Thor you are the best thank you so much for
6: talking with us hey man I appreciate it thank you so much to have me on the show I really appreciate that look forward to seeing you guys again soon Well, guys, it's time I got out of here. Lots of other worlds to save, and I must have a ton of dishes to wash by now. We can't thank you enough, man. Thanks for everything.
2: Yes, you truly saved the day. I imagine one of many days saved. Don't mention it.
1: Now, Professor?
2: Absolutely not. What's up? Oh, nothing. She just wanted to play some ending credits music from a silly video game.
1: He just doesn't get it.
6: Which game? Portal?
1: Why, yes, actually.
6: Great idea. That would have really fit well. Swoon. Okay, so, uh, I guess I'm leaving now. (coughs) Um, Hey, guy. Don't you have something for me? What? Me? Yeah, man. Keys? What?
2: Oh! Oh... The van you found in the people candy world, that's...
6: My van, man! Man! Rock and roll! Gentlemen. Energy takes me where I want to be And you where I want to be you get me
2: Don't call it people candy. People candy, Michael. You are almost eating people candy.
3: Hadron Gospel Hour was produced by Richard Wentworth and Michael McGrogan. Production assistance from Katie Fowley and Rebecca White. Special thanks to John Michael Thorpe, Tim Conway, Bob Wilson, Scott Bullard
2: and Barrow House Sound, Chris Poksties, Tim Gleason, and Don and Eric Schultz. Download, rate, and review episodes of Hadron hey Gospel Hour at iTunes and Stitcher. And listen to episodes anytime at HadronGospelHour.com. Hey
6: Strong! <laughs>